You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number three, Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN, leading you into the Michael K. Show coming up at 3 o'clock. 800-919-3776, of course, is the number. Full buffet, as always, with you. As we'll get into different topics, you certainly have things you want to talk about with us. And Bart, it's hour number three. It's Barton Hahn. So what's that mean? It's the power hour, 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 hour. Ow, ow, Okay, good. That was like 10 hours. Yeah, I know. That was a lot of hours. I just didn't know if you had one more in you. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that Geno Smith, Hmm. who has uh, a $12.7 million, uh, I guess, in his contract to become fully guaranteed on Friday, he was informed today that he will remain on the roster through this week. So it allows that money to kick in. Okay. Uh, Dan Graziano adds that the next date to watch for Gino is the fifth day of the league year, March 18th. Then he's $9.6 million 2024 roster bonus vets. So big days for Gino Smith. I don't okay. see I don't see them in the, in, the, in the market for a new quarterback. He he didn't have the magical year that he had the year before, but he's still he played good well. though, right? Yeah, he played well. Yeah, it's not like he sucks. You know what I mean? Like right, and the fact that he's, he's not still making early thirties, and the fact that he's not making a lot of money mm-hmm. allows him to do other things with that roster. Yeah, I guess all told, he'll be in the low twenties, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's doable. very friendly for what you're asking for him to get from him. Yeah, it's the Power Hour, brought to you by Avocado Green Mattress. Sleep natural. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll get to calls and. Let's get back to what we saw last night, which is the end of, uh, for the Knicks, the end of the first, not first half, but you know what I mean. They go into the all-star break now, and they go into the all-star break, 11 games over 533 and 22, and they hold on to fourth place in the East. They were, at one point, as close to a half game out of second, and then the injury started to hit and start to take its toll, and so four straight losses now. One of them controversial, because in Houston, they were right there, had a chance to get into overtime and maybe steal a win. That was taken away from them. So it becomes four straight losses instead. Last night, had a good start. Jalen Brunson was ridiculous. He had 20 points in the first quarter. Knicks were up 12, and then the bench came in, and it really wasn't much of a bench. Four star- four starters didn't play in this game. It was Brunson and a whole bunch of other guys. And so as a result, the bench came in, and it was a 17-0 run. The game flipped, and that was the end of that. So... You couldn't get to the All-Star break fast enough. And then, of course, you start to – you get now this, okay, other side of the break, 27 games to go. What do they got to do to not only lock up a playoff spot, which feels like a virtual at this point, but also don't slip down in the standings to a point where now you're playing on the road in the first round. Or, God forbid, because the standings are tight, in the 7-10 play-in. You don't want to be in that either. So while you understand you're going to take some L's right now because of the injuries, 
You also can't take too many more of these because you find yourselves now in suddenly a dogfight in the last 27 or, or less games uh, in the season. They will get OG Ananobi and Julius Randle back at some point in March, I believe. Yeah. They both are going to get reassessed during the All-Star break, and then they'll get an idea of how much more time either player might need before they return. Isaiah Hartenstein is in a day-to-day situation. They wanted to shut him down because his injury, which is Achilles tendinopathy, is not something that requires anything more than ice and rest. And he couldn't get rest if he was still playing in games. So shut him down, get the rest, and he'll, he is expected to be back. Dante DiVincenzo was a hamstring. It wasn't something that was considered serious. Just enough to say, why make it worse? Sit him down, get some rest. Same with Bogdanovich. Suddenly had a little calf issue. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know what? Nope. Let's not, let's not make a little thing a big thing. S- shut him down, get to the all-star break, and he'll be fine on the other side. So you expect to be closer to whole on the other side of the all-star break. Yeah. And once you get into March, which is coming, by the way, it's only a couple weeks away, and then you'll start to really get an idea what this team can be. So panic mode, Bart, or patience mode right now? Patience mode. These were strategic losses, right? These are losses that you say, listen, we could push our guys, but then what if we push them too much and, and the worst-case scenario happens? So let's just err on the side of caution because we had such a tremendous January and February, you know, 14 and 2, then we can afford to take some of these L's and the people that's on our heels, they aren't running the table either. You know, Philadelphia, not worried about him. They, they're going to be without Joel Embiid a lot longer than we're going to be without our stars, and we get to take care of that business coming right out the break. So let's, let's, let's you know, relax. Let's be strategic. Let's be smart about it. And then we'll come back and we'll make our run. But, you know, we know that we are also getting a chance by, you know, Prince Achua, you know, is able to, to get minutes that he won't get to show us what he can do. So, like, now we understand, have greater understanding about how he can be utilized when he comes back in the group as whole, right? You look at what guy's been able to do, DiVincenzo being able to step up and, you know, play major minutes and, 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 and him and, and, and Brunson be a one-two punch. Now, how do we work that in when Julius gets back? Mm-hmm. So, so is, you, you've been able to work cert, certain units and certain players being able to do things and spread their wings, so to speak. And you can bring you can bring them back, you know, slowly uh, when you consider the people that are injured. And once you get rolling, it's, you're going to be peaking at the right time. And as long as you're somewhere around there, around three, you know, flirting with maybe being able to be the second seed, you you can say that, hey, we, we're right where we want to go. Now, you can lose four because you won 16-2. and two. I mean, 14 and two out of 16 games. So, you know, you add those four. If somebody said, hey, man, this team is 14 and six, you wouldn't say that's a failure. You would say that's that's pretty good, too. So I, I look at it that way. I'm not panicking at all. No panic at all. I mean, that's. And that, they're that, deeper. And they, and they got two They got two players deeper. When well, that's about, the other part you know, that Burks, certainly helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and also things to look at are, like you said, you look at the standings, and right now, you know, with, with what you've gone through, which is the four straight losses, which is a season high, you still hang on to fourth place. Why? Because the Sixers also lost last night, so you remain a half game above them in the standings, though by a very, very thin thin line. The Pacers are still two and a half games back of you, the sixth spot. That's your Mendoza line. What you don't want to be is seventh, eighth. You don't want to be in that spot. That's where the Heat and the Magic are. They're thirteen, so they're three games back of the Knicks. Those two teams. So this is why you say, like, all right, three games can that can evaporate quickly. 
So you lost these four. You come out of the gate, like you said, at Philadelphia. That's important. And no Embiid. And then you have to play at home against the Celtics, who are the number one team in the East, and they remain that. And you're home against them, at least, because playing in their building is very difficult. You know, like, so the schedule is also something to watch over the next couple of weeks while you're trying to get healthy. Now, strength of schedule wise, it doesn't favor the Knicks here. The Knicks have the 14th hardest schedule remaining of the teams that they're dealing with in the East. I don't worry about that. The teams that have harder schedules, the Sixers and Milwaukee. That's it. Everybody else has an easier schedule. Cleveland, easier. Uh, Indiana, easier. And you know who has the easiest remaining schedule? Orlando. Yeah. And Miami's 20. Like They have the, the third easiest. So that's what I'm saying about you got to be careful, but I'm not, I, I, I think it's patience, not panic, in my opinion. Yeah, but this is why I don't worry about this group, right, and the schedule, strength of schedule, right? Because when they went on this run, it was supposed to be a crazy strength of schedule. When they started the season, it was supposed to be a lot of home games. That was to their benefit. It was supposed to be a lot of hard strength of schedule. When we started this thing, we we talked about the peaks and valleys and how they started the season. Why Why I don't care about that is because they have a culture in which they play so hard all the time. They're so deep, led by their stars. Um even if you're playing a team that's supposed to be better than you, you're going to catch some of those teams on those nights where they're resting players or they're not going to play as hard because they had a back-to-back as well. So I don't worry about the teams they're playing because I know one thing I never have to question about the Knicks is their effort. That's true. And and, in the regular season, effort will get you wins. In the postseason, stars get you wins. Yes. In the regular season, just playing hard and, and, and outrunning people out the gym gets you wins, and the Knicks are going to do that regardless because they play like that every single day. Every game they play, they play like that. So when I look at the standings and I like you based off that, and you say, all right, well, what, what do you look at? And I, as I mentioned, I, I do look at strength of schedule. I do think that's important because it takes into account road games and everything else, not just how tough your opponent is, but also where you're playing that game. And so Philadelphia is a team that you always thought – well, with Embiid, he's an MVP guy. He's going to be ahead of you. But as I mentioned, Milwaukee and Philadelphia have harder schedules remaining than you do. And I think the Sixers without Embiid, they're going to feel that. Oh, yeah. They're going to they feel it. They have the depth that they need. No, they're going to feel it. So there's that. And then, to me, the Milwaukee Bucks, despite the fact that you can tell me about their star power with Giannis and with Dame, I don't know how – they have the third hardest schedule – they still have games Defense. against. They have two against the Celtics, two against the Thunder, two against the Clippers, who are killing everybody. Another game against the Timberwolves. They also play the Knicks, as we we've mentioned, and and uh, the Phoenix Suns. These are tough games, and with that in mind, Milwaukee is a team that, despite the fact that they are sitting third and you're behind them now by two games, I think the Knicks still have a shot at the third seed. And with and if you tell me they can be the third seed, I tell you they can get to the conference finals. Because if they're the fourth seed, they'd have to play the Celtics in the second round, and that you don't want to do. So that's why this stuff matters. You've got to make sure the strategy is right to where you are because you don't want to be 4-5. You want to be – like you actually would rather be sixth or seventh. Mm-hmm. So like, like you don't want to be 4-5. You don't want to have the Celtics waiting for you in the next round. 
So that's something certainly to think about, which is why the schedule does matter. The strength of schedule matters and making sure that you get as he- you get healthy as soon as you can matters as well. So I don't think you should panic. I think there should be some patience, but I think there should be an awareness right now. That loss in Houston right now looms so large because that loss is the difference between you possibly being in the third spot rather than in the fourth spot right now going into the All-Star break. 800-919-3776 is the number. they got to manage the injuries. We know that. That stuff is – you've got to take care of that. But they'll do that part of it. They'll be – I think they're going to err on the side of caution. They might wait a little longer than rush guys back. They won't do it. And you've got – especially a guy like Julius Randle, he does not going to want to sit out. If he starts to feel good during the All-Star break, he's going to push to get himself back. And you got to – we'll see if they, if they uh, clear him sooner rather than later. But I want to know what the fans think because I saw – I got a tweet last night that I could not believe with somebody who said the season is over and that it's time to focus on the draft. And I'm like, what? You're in fourth place with somebody, 27 games to go. Somebody didn't have a Valentine's. They were smoking a hashina last night. Could have been that. Could have been that. So, John in Long Island, concerned or patient? John. I, I got John shook when I said what I said. I think you, know you did. 800-919-3776. John in Long Island, one more time. He gone. <laughs> Nick on the island. Nick, concerned or patient? I'm concerned. I don't know how everyone isn't. I'm concerned. What is the concern? What's your biggest concern right now, aside from the obvious, which is the injured players that are out right now? My biggest concern is, you guys know, it's basketball. These guys got to play together. When are they all going to come back? In two months, a month even? You got to play together. They're going to finally get the full rotation in the playoffs? It's, well, what was I'm what was concerned. January? What was January, though, Nick? They played together for a whole month and went 14-2. and two. But I'm saying new guys. even what, two new guys coming well, on the bench? It's, it's, it's two new guys off the bench that are going to play 14 to 18 minutes a night. The starting five had a right. had a had a and by, thirty year month together. And like Jake said, where did they come from? Oh, they were teammates together. Yeah, and they played together. Right, that's true. <laughs> what are we talking but, but about? But honestly, man? Nick, like I wouldn't worry about continuity. About two, I, that's, that's the like, least that's of like my Kyle, That's like somebody getting Kyle Lowry from the bar at Marvel. Like, oh man, he has fit in. We got to get him time, <laughs> bro. Who cares? He, you're not even dependent on him that much. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't worry about injuries. that part. I get nervous of the injuries. Oh, everybody does. Uh, who knows? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I told you about. You know what Nick had here? Here, this is what it is, Bart. Bart, this is what it is, Bart. And you can relate <sighs> to this because you deal with Jets fans. You know what poor Nick is dealing with right now? Scar tissue. Yes, like Nick. He, he looking yeah. at the Ghost of Christmas Nick's fan. Pass. It's a Ghost of Christmas Pass. Who just knows something? He feels it. Something bad's going to happen to yeah. us, bro. Bro, if it, this I this ain't this ain't like a high ankle sprain. Right? I can't this, get mad at Nick for this. I can't. I almost want to give him a hug. But this not a this not a high ankle sprain or anything like that, right? This is this is like a, a, a separated shoulder. Candace Parker had it and played in the next half. I'm surprised Julius ain't been back yet. They won't right? let him. They're gonna right. make sure he heals. But that's what I'm saying. Like, don't take that long to heal from hang a in there, separated Nick. shoulder. Yeah, I want I want Nick to hang in there. See, that, that's the thing. I I get mad at fans who say dumb things. What Nick is saying is not dumb. What he's saying is emotional and it's real. It's raw. It's it's that. I'm worried that the best of the year has passed us, that January is as good as it's going to get. And that's a legitimate concern. Did they peak? And whatever magic they had there, you you cannot get it back. 
That's what Nick's worried about, Bart. I think it's a fair concern. You always worry about stuff like that. Man, you get on such a roll, and, man, we are clicking. It's so good. And then a couple of things happen, and now we like we, we spend time apart. You get back together. It's like, oh, we can't find that rhythm. We can't find it. Right? Like, that's why the last 20 games of the regular season have matter a lot, not just for, for seedings and in the standings, but also to just get that rhythm back. So when the playoffs come, you're playing beautiful music. Little debarge for you. Oscar and Islip. What's up, Oscar? Hey, what's up? How you doing, fellas? Good. Well, I have total patience. I don't know what everybody's getting all ruffled about. Mm -hmm. It's a sport. Injury is part of it. But you have to, even though you're, you have to be worried to some point about it getting worse with other injuries. The reality is that we got people that are coming back. And it's all about gelling once they get back together. And if they do, it'll calm the storm. They've already played with each other, so when the, the gelling part is just getting your time in and, right. and rhythm back, right? And you you know where you're supposed to be. You know how the player plays. Hell, you won six, well, fourteen out of sixteen. I'll tell you what, too. I also look at this year, and this is much like again. I'm gonna I'm gonna parallel the Jets. When you look at Joe Burrow was out, right? Like the different things that went wrong. Like the Chargers weren't as good as we thought they'd be. Denver did not show that real. You know, we thought that would take a step mm-hmm. with Sean Payton. That didn't happen. Like the AFC, which we thought was going to be a juggernaut, suddenly there was like an opportunity. But Aaron Rodgers got hurt, so you never got to take advantage of it. Look at this, Embiid, that knee. And everybody's like, oh, well, Embiid's going to come back. They are going to be so careful with that. And when he does come back, he's a guy that notoriously plays himself out of shape during the season. And by the playoffs, he barely practices. And as we know, runs out of gas in the second round. That's been his MO all along. So what is he going to be when he comes back? Where are the Sixers going to be in the standings? That's We didn't know that. We thought the Sixers were going to be a top team in the East. And then the Bucks got Dame Lillard, and we thought, oh, my God, they're winning a chip. Mm-hmm. Like Lillard and Giannis, oh, how are you stopping that team? And they, despite a 35-20 and 20 record, they have nobody. not been great, and they suck on the road, can't by the stop. way. They don't win road games. And they can't stop no damn body. And they can't, they can't defend. So who saw that? So when you look at it, it's the Celtics, who we all acknowledge, that's the yeah. best team. So that's why you want to wait for them in the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't want to see them sooner. But anybody after that, who are you worried about that you think you can't beat? Right? That's all I'm saying. So yeah, your optimism should yeah. be based on there's actually opportunity this year. Yeah. You got multiple bodies to throw at um, Giannis as well, man. Yes, you do. When you're healthy, yes, you do. Uh, let's go to Eric, Eric in Manhattan. What's up, Eric? Alan, I got to say, you absolutely nailed it. It's all about patience because if you take the land, if you look at the landscape from around the league, there's nobody out there who's playing well enough to scare you right now for once these guys come back. Right? Mm-hmm. The only quote unquote concern that you can really think of is if Jalen Brunson is going to be worn out even more because they're leaning on him even harder right now. That's the only other concern that I could even think of. Yeah. But I'm not worried about these other guys not coming back and not playing well. These guys are going to do it. They're professionals. They know what they're doing. I'm I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, it's, my own, and my only, the All Star break yeah. get, buys you. I say, I really think February is buying you time. If these injuries all happened in March, oh, then it's or then you ring the alarm. Ring the alarm. Yeah. But because it happened 
after you built a pad of a 13 games over 500, you built that up. You built that up, and then you have fewer games in February. So this was, if there was ever an ideal time for it, this was the ideal time for it. This is what saves you. It gets you through it. And then we'll see if, you know, obviously when everybody comes back, it's just they've got to come back and stay healthy. That, of course, we can't predict. Freddie in Brooklyn, Freddie. Hi, guys. How are you doing? All right. Okay, I'm stressing patience. Our main problem right now is that our three main defensive players are out. And the opposing teams are going into the paint as easy as a walk in the park on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> when Randall comes back, OG comes back, at time, even yep. with the possibility of um, Robinson, it will mm. be a totally different picture. Yep. So our problem is not scoring, it's mainly defense. Because our main defensive players are out. Yeah, also, for... um, Han, I'd, I'd like yep. to ask you this question. Sure. Do you think there's a possibility that the Knicks could go out and sign Brook Lopez? Uh, Robin Lopez, you mean, because Brooke is Robin, under contract yeah. with the Bucks. Yeah, Robin is still available. Uh, they have two – so everybody should know, they have two open roster spots after the trade. They haven't filled them yet. You imagine they probably will before we get to the playoffs. Uh, I think it's before April 1st you sign player, then he's eligible for the playoffs. So they're probably going to look in Europe, overseas, and maybe ex-NBA players who might be playing somewhere else, and anybody else that might get bought out over the next couple of weeks. You know who I'm hoping for? Who are you hoping for? P.J. Tucker. You know, there's, there's talk about him. He hasn't played this year. He's uh, highly upset. Yeah, and there's talk about what, what could end up happening with him that he does want to end up with. I still think, like, he liked the Bucks. I think he liked being there. Philadelphia. Those yeah, are places but, he liked playing. Yeah, they, and, and the, Bucks, the Bucks need need help. But coming to NY, he, he'll be needed. It's March 1st. All right, not April 1st. I was wrong. Um, but, yeah, I, I like him. Is he big enough? I think they need size. He got dog. He got that's, that dog. No, 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 no denial. You no denial. Him, you can put him on on Tatum or or, or Brown. Yeah. No, there's no denial there. But there's a reason why he's not playing. I that's just cause, that's because the Clippers deep as yeah, they're deep as giraffe. You know what? I understand. Um, I I was like like the couple of I think Danilo Gallinari would be a nice nice fit. Six ten shoots three. Still got he still has some game left in him. And how long, you know, how long you think before Grant Williams wears out his welcome wherever he went? Yeah, it's, I'm all set there. <laughs> I'm all set. Like I said, this team, they don't have enough six, ten, seven foot guys who can play. And they need a couple more of those. And, you know, you might have to find somebody who's older, doesn't have much left in the tank, but can give you something. And where's DeMarcus Cousins? What's he doing? How's he let's looking? Go, let's go Dwight Howard. <laughs> you keep bringing up that You keep bringing up that name. It just makes me laugh. Dwight Howard, baby. All right, we'll continue with you. Calls at 800-919-3776. I like that we went from panic to patience as the calls continued. So we'll keep taking them with you. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. What happened to happy songs like this, man? Like Pharrell it's made that, a couple of songs like this, right? When Pharrell stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Pharrell was like, was Pharrell the last one? Because I'm happy, happy. To Even be. though that wasn't a song about being happy, though. Despicable. When I, found, when I found that out, that that song wasn't about being happy. What is it about? It was, it was, it was, it was actually a sarcasm. Oh. Like he was, everything was faking. He was faking it. Oh, because it's that's, despicable me. But but still, when I heard that, I was like, oh man, that ruined it. <sighs> like that, I really ruined it. Like that was the last happy song I could think of. Happy people. By well, the we way, can't man. Sing, we can't even sing "Happy People." That's R. Kelly. Damn. Nope. Happy people. Where's the last happy song? Jake, put put put. Let's let's play some R. Kelly. Let's get kicked off the air. No, for no, let's not not yet. Okay. Not yet. Can we wait till the NBA season's over? Happy people. I gotta hey. get my ESPN stuff done. It put us on a sabbatical. <laughs> I didn't know we get. Do we get Hulu? I need to figure out how to get my Hulu account. Man. You do have Hulu. My Disney. So how do you, I get? No, it? you do. How do I get it's, it? It's through your Disney account. How, what you have to I, set it up. You how do I set, set it, up. it up? I can tell you off the air. Okay. Because if I tell you on the air, then everybody else will take your information and do it. Okay. Know what I'm saying? I got you. All right. Let's take uh, EB in Brooklyn. EB, patience or panic with the Knicks? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening? Hey, we, you know, I just wanted to remind everyone that, you know, the Knicks last year – were didn't have we're, we're getting blown out in the fourth quarter. They couldn't really make ends meet, right? And this year it goes back to you know your point. They're fighting through, no matter what. They're playing defense all the time, and the team is there. It's just there. Jalen's not going to let the team fall apart. That's a leader, a leader that you know is you know setting the tone. He, he should be considered for MVP. Uh, in my mind, because they, he is if they finish in the top three, level. I think I think uh, EB, if they finish in the top three in the East, I think he's got to be in the conversation. I think he has to be. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think to. I think this might be the year that um, would it be the fourth year in a row that a foreigner wins it? Well, if if uh, if Shea Gilgis wins yeah. it. Yeah. He's from he's from Canada, but but I do I and I'm not trying to be a homer here. It's just when you watch the Knicks and you see how important Brunson is. If they, now they have to finish, I think I don't think fourth will get it done. But if they are like third and like you know a shouting distance from second, how is he not somebody that's in the conversation? And while I'm at it, you know who else should be in the conversation that hasn't been enough? 
Jason Tatum. No. Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. I mean, the Cavs have – I think they're like – they've won 17 of 20. They're insane right now. He's in Cleveland. And nobody talks about them. He's in Cleveland. Yeah, but no. they're winning at a rate that they haven't won at when LeBron James hasn't been there in 30 years. So you're saying he might stay. Well, I mean, if they got to pay him. But he might but, not want to be paid. I'm saying, does he? We'll see. Do, do, do they keep having this type of success. Do he want to stay? I don't know. It depends on what he wants to do with his life. Does he still want to come home and play in New York? And are are the Brooklyn Nets ready to make a move for him? Does he want to go there if they keep Jacques Vaughn as head coach? No, coaches always can go. They could. That's true. If he don't want the coach, then they'll fire the coach. Of course, we know how that goes. We've do seen that before they, do in you, Brooklyn. Do you, do you think they regret not? Just not what? signing Odoka. I don't care how bad it looked. You know what it is? It was it was too close to the moment. Houston, it was later. Like it was like a whole year later. No, right? I understand that. But do they? But do they? Do they think? Because they could have just said the hell with what y'all think. He's a good coach and he's gonna be back in the league. He might as well coach for somebody. He's gonna coach for us. Yeah, Why are we gonna was, let him walk away? Yeah, but again, for the Nets, the 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 look was just it was not a good look at that time. Well. You know what I mean? How, like how does this look? How does this look? Look though, uh, it doesn't look good. They look, they look a mess. They don't look good. They look like when an organization. Play, when your star player people. is saying, "The coaches, we have to get on the same page. We have to know what we're doing." Clearly, when they're on the floor, they don't know what they're doing. And in the fourth quarter, they have no idea how to close. They so got that's rid a of nobody, and they got rid of nobody. No moves, no deals, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no. It's just you're wondering what is the plan. They got they got Dinwiddie out of there because he was miserable. So they got him out of there. But just the reality is they have too much of one thing, which is wings. They're they're not big enough. And some guys are disillusioned. You could just see there's no there's no kind of there's no soul to that team. Is that a, is that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They just don't play with a soul. Like a purpose. They're just playing. So, you know, like it's it's just starting to show. Meanwhile, let's um let, let me play something for you that Michael K said, Bart. Hmm. Because this caught my attention. And it was something you and I have talked about um, when it comes to the Mets. And you and I have been trying to push this for like since the winter meetings. The Pete Alonso story is hanging over the Mets, and it's going to hang over them all season. You know, and Stearns just is not giving you anything when it comes to any indication of his plan for Alonso. It's just basically that they love him. You know, that the, the plan is he's going to be here this year and they'll figure the rest out, but they're not going to negotiate publicly. Of course you're not. But it just feels like these are the last days of Pete Alonso, no matter how much Met fans don't want to hear it. Michael Kay says the same. My gut feeling is that he will not be a Met in 2025, especially if Scott digs in. He's kind of comparing him to Aaron Judge and he wants about $40 million a year. Well, you look at the top paid first baseman in the game, no one makes 30. Freddie Freeman doesn't make 30. Matt Olson doesn't make 30. None of them do. First mm. basemen are not valued the way outfielders are. And also, yeah. it's kind of tough to put him in the same frame of reference as Judge. The last year that Judge had before he became a free agent, he hit 311 and hit 62 home runs. Now, Alonso certainly has the capability of hitting 60 home runs. I don't think he's a 300 hitter. He hit 217 last year. So if Scott really thinks he's going to get $40 million a year for Alonso, even if he hit 63 home runs, I don't think it's there. 
I mean, all of that makes a ton of sense, especially the idea of the first sense, base. Yeah. You see the names that he gives you about at first base. Freddie Freeman right there is one of the standards. And he's one of the most impactful players yes. in, in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and so that if that's what they're looking for, and you can't do the whole thing where it's a Mets tax. Well, he plays in New York. It's a bigger market. You're going to really do well this because is, of him. Like you can't do that if you're I, the Mets. It makes sense. You got to hold your ground, unfortunately. Yeah. And he's not going to get that. Look at Blake Snell right now. He's still waiting to get paid, right? Cody Bellinger still yeah. waiting to get paid. So you're going to tell me that Pete Alonso is going to get that money from somewhere else? And if he does, Bart, if it's San Diego, which those days are over, but you know what I mean. When San Diego was throwing money around, it's mm-hmm. like, good, have fun. Go to San Diego. Nobody's going to hear from you again. I would tell Pete, listen, remember, we did something to start your career that we didn't have to. We called you up, and we, we could have had more controllable time. Yeah. We moved you up. And different we, regime, though, of course. Different regime, totally. Different no ownership, matter. different regime. Yeah. But it, we did do you a solid there, man. So understand, like, you can go out there and see what you can get. We'll have we'll have we'll have our price still still here sitting for you, but I wouldn't come off of it because whenever you have a player and you haven't been winning with them, mm-hmm. and you're like the two two seventeen man, like you would better contact than that. You know yeah, I mean? he's a power hitter, not really great contact. We understand that his fielding, obviously, he's not like he's a Gold Glove first baseman. You're not getting Keith Hernandez there, yeah, right? Another, like clearly, he's not a so, he's not a defensive Dom Smith out there on that island. Easy, but you know what though? Because I don't want to, and that's why I hate when we get to these moments where we now we start to you know yeah, you to, hate, hate on a player. Not you and I are both a huge fans of his. He's been on our show a couple of times. We like him personally. Love the polar bear. And I, and there's a lot about him in New York that you know that he can handle that all that stuff too, right? But there is a reality to the business. Now, what's the other side of it, Bart? Well, wait a minute. There's no salary cap in baseball. Yeah, Steve Cohen, I thought Steve Cohen was a guy that was going to you know, just spend money, that, that he's got deep pockets. He's got more money than most franchises have. Why can't he just pay him and make him happy? And what a message that would send to everybody that when we love you, we're going to pay you what you nah, think you're worth. You don't Why can't he type, do that? Give me that argument. That, yeah, you don't want to set that type of precedent. Right, because then the next guy up is going to say, hey, what about me? Nah, man, like we call balls and strikes, man. The market determines your value, right? And if you win some championships or you, you win some games, you, you hit us with some El Tuve moment, you know what I'm saying? Then then we got then we got something else, right? Because now you're saying, hey, big moments. Okay, yeah, he may only hit uh, for two, 217, mm-hmm. but in these high-pressure situations, that's when, the, that's, when, that's when that two come. That's when he's hitting at a high percentage. Like when he pressure situates, he, he, batting, he batting 400, you know what I mean? Right. It ain't about how many home runs you hit. It's when you hit them. That is true. That's been said about a lot of a lot of players. It's the, when you it's high the impactful moments. home runs that matter the most. Right, high leverage. Right. So he's going into then obviously a situation that is clearly like he's got this final arb year. So he'll get twenty something right this year, um, and then he'll do what Aaron Judge had to do. Aaron Judge, remember, like went into that year, and it was the prove-it year, and he had the greatest prove-it year in the history of mm-hmm. prove-it years. And so that's all Pete Alonso has to do, enforce the Mets, put it on the Mets, yeah, to then to say, the- we can't afford to lose you, now we've got to pay you. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. What's you that? Know, when Judge did it, he was putting his team in, in the position to be in the postseason. Do you think that the Mets make the postseason with this roster? It's supposed to be the rebuilding. So like you can, do it, you can question. have that season, but if we ain't going nowhere as a team, like it, that falls flat. That's a great question. How about Francisco Lindor? He got paid by the Mets in the direction. What are his expectations for this season? Mine has been the same since day one. I want to win. It goes back to what happens every single year, whether the house on top or in the bottom. 
we got to go out there and put it together and win. You know, it don't matter. Nobody was expecting the Diamondbacks, but I'm sure they were. You know, probably not too many people were expecting the Rangers either, but I'm sure they were as well. You know, so that's kind of where where every team is going to be in the same boat. It's not about the expectations outside; it's what you believe and what you think you can do. I mean, the Rangers spent a lot of money. I would hope that people were expecting they would do something with all that money and made some big moves, but. Lindor is saying, I think, what he has to say, but do you think deep down he looks around knowing, yeah, we ain't about winning yet? You're like, man, we're starting over again, man. I thought we was moving forward. Now I got to have a, a gap year where I ain't really playing for nothing. Maybe I can get traded at the trade deadline. Well, is he mm-hmm. – is he try, is that what he's – but is he – like, again, do you – when you sign a big contract like that, you sign up for and, – and then, you know, he's like, it's great. funny. His numbers are good. They're just not elite. You know what I mean? I just don't think he is a what's the what, what is a, a force multiplier, right? Yeah, like you don't feel that out of him. Good player, he's a terrific player. Great defensively, but like we said about Judge and Cole, you're, you're the two best players in that clubhouse, and you have to have now a presence, a standard, a demand, right? And it's not just your teammates. What Judge did last year was put a demand on the franchise, right? No, don't fire the manager. We've got to change the way we do things. I don't like the stuff we saw from our young players. Judge spoke up. And that's stuff I think that's important. Does Lindor do that? Does he have that kind of impact on the franchise for a $300 million player? Does Alonzo? I don't know. Like It's been questions about his leadership. You know, man, you know it's not, nothing confirmed. Yeah. But, but still, you know, he, to us, he looked like the captain. He always says the right thing, does the right thing. Who's that? Alonzo? Mm-hmm. Well, he tried that one game, if you remember. Throw it again, throw it again, that whole thing. Yeah. Just it didn't seem to catch. <laughs> it didn't take. You know, it's that, come on, guys, and then nobody's behind him. Come on, man. <laughs> it was that kind of Let's moment. Let's go get him, man. All right, okay, we'll finish guys. up with guys. calls at 800-919-3776. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
I bet you this is some old freaky stuff. You're making it seem like song funny. Uh, uh, what do you think That's this song's about? I like it. Sex. <laughs> what else is you talking about? You like it? Your KC hamburger in the sunshine band, huh? With KC in the sun sunshine yeah. band. I don't think they talking about hamburgers. Uh, we never know. Was that was that your Valentine's night, Bart? No, I'm just saying. Dance to it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Give it to me, baby. Let's see. Exactly. I like it. Should we get the words to this so we really know what it's what it's about? Yeah, we should figure that out. I, I definitely now need to. Because it, it come off like such a, a fun song, but then you ask yourself, what the hell they like? Well, that's all these songs. that. So let's see. When you take me by the hand, tell me I'm your loving man. Mm, when you give go. me all your love, there we go. do it, babe, the very best you can. That's what I'm talking about. That's the way I like it. A for it. effort. Uh-huh. When I get to be in your arms, when we're all, all alone, when you whisper sweet in my ear, when you turn, turn me on. That's the way I like it. Already. So, like, this is a happy, like, sex song. By the way, that's it. There's no other lyrics. Giving me this, telling me that. Like, it ain't a sexy one. It's it's three minutes long, and that's the only lyrics of the song. (laughs) The rest of it is, that's the way I like it, Uh uh-huh. That's what he's talking about. He said that's, that's all the words that need to be said. There's nothing else that needs to be Take said. Take my hand, point, right? bend over, and I'm your Excuse loving me? man. I don't. I didn't it's, hear that part. It's the remix. <laughs> that's, that's the updated version? Yeah, the Whole Foods, man. I was bending over, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Hey, let me go in the corner and let me bend over. I'm ready. Yeah. That's true. We, we forgot that's what Bart's about. Bending knees. All right, Daryl's in Brooklyn. He has been waiting a while to give us the answer a question that Bart asked early in the show after we found out that Isaiah Stewart was arrested. He's of the Detroit Pistons. Arrested. Now, he was released shortly after, but um, after he and, and Suns uh, center Drew Eubanks got into an altercation way before the game when they first were coming into the arena, and he punched him, apparently. And so he was arrested for assault. And there's certain players where you're like, yeah, I mean – Isaiah Stewart does definitely live on the uh, on the edge. Oh yeah, he gonna but, give it. It's, a, it's an assault. It ain't not like a scrap. But you, I Eubanks him. now, he's that guy. That, again, Sunday morning at the Y. If you see him out on the like, he's got he sharpens the elbows. He's you know you look at oh I'm not this dude. Like I gotta go. And all your friends like you guard Drew. No, I ain't guarding him, man. Like, come on, I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, Eubanks so, can't he can't live that down now. Like you so pressing charges too. Like man, you get, get uh, out of here, man. The, the team, I guess, did. But anyway, so Bart said, "Who else? What other professional athlete? Who, if you heard he got punched in the face, you would just go, yeah, I could see that.' So Daryl, who do you got? Hey, Bart Han, thank you for taking my call. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I don't know if anyone mentioned it earlier, but my my guy would be from Boston Celtics, Derek White. That Ooh. guy, I would punch him right in the eye. I, what? I can't stand that guy. What don't you like about even, Derek even after, White? Even after he cuts the high time off? Yeah, he shaved his yeah, head. You, well, Bart, you know, Bart, you make valid points. That's one. It was the high top. And, and it's like he just seems like a guy that just gets under your skin. I don't know what it is about him. But Derek White, I would just knock him upside the head. See, I, see, Grant Williams, who used to be in Boston, everybody wanted to punch him in the face. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks, who had him, wanted to punch him in the face, so they just traded him away. Hey, Daryl, Daryl. Who, oh, I'm sorry, more? Bart. I, I, I oh. We're who, running who, out of time in the who, show. So, who's more annoying, uh, Dylan Brooks or Grant Williams? Mm, I've never heard teammates get mad at Dylan Brooks. Only that you know, like sometimes he goes too far in a game. 
But Grant Williams is somebody that even in timeouts, you're like, man, will this dude just hit the hill? Like you, like you could see the look on people's faces with him. He plays hard, but he also can be quite annoying, just like our show. Hey, the K Show's coming up next. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.